You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. What is today? Monday, April 6th. I don't have I the regular have no calendar in front of me. <laughs> it's Monday, <laughs> April 6th. It's, I knew it was Monday. Um, I, got I that just much. know it's Monday because I didn't work yesterday. <laughs> it is Happy Holy Week, by the way. It is uh, yes. Holy Monday. So it's Holy it Week is. this week. Yesterday was Palm Sunday. And uh, mm-hmm. we had our own little Palm Sunday parade in our living room. Um, like I'm sure a few families did. Many families had a little palm parade of some kind yesterday. Uh, so Holy Week this week, lots of uh, good things lined up for this week. One of the things we get to do is check in with our missionaries and hear how they're doing around the world. Um, but today it is Mental Health Monday, and I think, uh, as always, um, I certainly can use it. Looking forward to chatting with Deacon Heidi this morning. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon it is time to check in with deaconess heidi gaiman for mental health mondays good morning heidi good morning thanks for having me happy holy week happy holy week we have uh you have a good topic for us this week i'm i'm really looking (laughs) forward to this uh for a mental health monday today what are we digging into today yeah, we're going to talk about gratitude today and the, just the basic concept of giving thanks in any circumstance. And I think this is, I've been very upfront and honest about my feelings about patience and my struggle with that. And sometimes when I hear the word gratitude, I immediately want to push against it too. And so I think we're going to dig into what gratitude really is instead of what we hear it as from our culture and what God is doing in this time in particular in quarantine to bring us to a place where gratitude is alive and rich in our daily lives and practices. So what's your, you said when you hear it in, in our culture, sometimes you, you uh, kind of push against it. What's the, what are the, the concerns or what is your reluctance? Yeah, I think mostly it, it's usually a way of placating someone's struggle so often, Mm. you know, (laughs) so someone is sharing something and we respond back with, well, you know, you should just be grateful for what you have and you should uh, look on the bright side. And then we call that gratitude and biblically gratitude is very, very different. God comes in to our lives so often with what he offers us when we feel so desolate when we are in the desert places uh, and brings this uh, overwhelming awareness of his love to us. And I would say that biblically that is more aligned with gratitude than me, you know, pulling myself up by my bootstraps and putting on some gratitude. And then we have the option to engage in what God is giving us and to sit with that love and to spend time with it versus to disengage. And that will certainly affect our experiences with gratitude and with thankfulness and our experience of it. But just like the joy of Jesus, gratitude itself, I think, uh, really comes from what God is doing first and then is followed up with our awareness of that. How does how does that what does that switch actually look like? Uh, a lot of times, the I don't know I don't know if hashtag blessed comes into this conversation at all, um, <laughs> but uh, but when you see that on social media, a lot of times it's it's from outside perspective or, or things um, things that we're thankful for that we maybe have that that we 
what that we don't maybe mm-hmm. um, acknowledge that they're from our Creator? What does that switch actually look like when when it's when it comes from God first, um, and and the mm-hmm. gratitude is is a giving thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mental Health Monday, Heidi's general tip every time is open God's word. And this is certainly (laughs) most true in this circumstance, especially. So I'm not going to be able to get gratitude because you told me to get gratitude. Like that's not going to work. And I don't think that that's what Paul is doing in the Pauline epistles either. And that's so often what we hear in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, when he says, Uh, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I think we so often take it as like a command of Jesus, for instance, but this is a different kind of literature and he's giving a lot of exhortations to the body of Christ. And so we engage in that first and foremost between us and God. And I think one of the best ways to do this is to look especially at Psalm 136 because it has a repetitive nature. And when we talk about the practice of gratitude, the repetition of it, similar to when we say, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. It has a powerful uh, presence in our uh, time that we sit with God to remind us over and over again, because the reality is that's the way our systems are made. We will, uh, the doubt will well back up every time. And so giving a time and a space to reflect on God's word and to hear that over and over. So Psalm 136 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. You know, again, it sounds a little bit like a command, but the response is for his steadfast love endures forever. The response is always God to us, God to us. And so instead of you know, trying to get ourselves in a better place. And um, now there, there's a space for like recognizing uh, going outside, like we talked about last week and standing in God's creation and recognizing all that he's made and all that he's done and making lists. And we'll get into that in the latter half of this episode. But first and foremost, in order to get to the switch, like you were talking about, standing in that steadfast love and hearing about it over and over and over again, And Psalm 136 then goes through kind of creation into the flight from Egypt and then through the kings of the Old Testament and what God did from them. And then we hear this cool part that in verse 23 says, it is he who remembered us in our lowest state. And that always makes me think of Mary and her lowest state. That's a a visual picture the Bible gives us. And so I really believe that that's a place that points to Jesus and points to his love and reminds us that that's what's to come for us also when he comes back for us. And so when we're in a hard time, recognizing that this isn't all there is, is really primary for gratitude, that our sense of lack and not having what we need right now is because the world is sinful and broken and hard. And and that's okay to recognize that. That doesn't mean you're ungrateful, but turning to God in it gives us that sense of, wow, I'm not alone in this. I'm, I have a creator who's with me in the midst of it. And he sent a savior to love me through it. You mentioned earlier part of the liturgy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, and uh, the, the, the Kyrie. And I, I think the word mercy even today is is certainly only understood truly by by God's people, by the church. They, 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 that word doesn't, I don't know how much it means in, in secular society today. 
And if we don't understand mercy, uh, how can we understand gratitude then as well? Mm, that's a really good point. And considering the fact that our need is not shameful, like we were created in need of God. We've never been outside of the need for God as humankind. And that's a really vulnerable place to be. But recognizing that our relationship with him is justice, of course, and we wouldn't want that to be any less. We're all walking through a devastating disease right now on our globe. We want justice to come for disease and for turmoil and for war and for violence. We want that. We don't want to take that from God and we there's no way we can. But the other side of that is what you're saying, Andy, is we know mercy and the world doesn't know that. And so we can engage in passages that talk about that mercy that he brings to us and know that it's good to be in need. That's a place of gratitude when we recognize our need and and see Jesus at the same time. That's gratitude. That's I am in need. But wow, what has he provided in that need, if that makes sense? Mm hmm. So what does practicing gratitude look like from, you know, from the practical perspective? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am constantly uh, encouraging people to practice gratitude. So in the same way that we show up to church because we know it makes a difference in our week, uh, we can certainly distance ourselves from gratitude. You know, and I, I have been chief of sinners. Like I said, it, it is not something, especially when we're in a difficult place or in a really busy season where we feel overrun by the world, if you will, that we want to be naturally. Our sinful selves will kind of well up and be like, I don't really want to be thankful right now. And it's a real <laughs> obvious recognition of original sin inside of me. It's like, I don't want to do this. And so starting small is always a really good thing. Like I said, just sit with your Bible open in Psalm 136 or another place, you know, go ahead and use your Bible app and use the search engine to look up thanks or gratitude or grateful or one of those words and just find what the Bible has to say about it. I think that's a good place to start. Um, another idea is just sitting with, we talked about breathing in, in, in one of our episodes a couple weeks ago. I'm having a hard time formulating words today. I don't understand. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's like week three of quarantine. Um, and so, so, but sitting with our breath and just as we count in, think of something that you see around you that you're grateful for. And as you breathe out, think of something that you're grateful for. Now, in order to engage with the savior of the world in this, because we don't want to do the thing where we're just mindfully uh, meditating on things that aren't God, uh, you know, we can thank God himself. So as we breathe in thinking, I'm so thankful for technology, Lord Jesus, you know, just really adding that recognition of where it comes from is a healthy practice when we practice gratitude. And I think that you see a difference like I said, we will not really ever cease to push against gratitude to some extent. I think it's one reason we do the thing where we throw hashtag blessed out there because <laughs> it's, an, it's an easy way to do it without sitting in it, which can be weirdly uncomfortable for some reason. Um, and so sitting with our breath for 10 counts, you know, one in, one out, 
two in, two out, just see how that goes. You know, get some feedback from your body, get some feedback from your thoughts and your minds and just see where you're at. But that's a way to slow down and practice the gratitude and engage in it instead of leaping forward and being like, oh, I have all these things I'm grateful for and list, 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 which I usually want to do. You know, I really, I like to make really gigantic lists and just be like, look at all that God has given me. But for our <laughs> mental health, I think gratitude and practicing it is more about slowing down if we pay close attention. What do you, do you guys do any, sorry, gratitude practices or anything like that yourselves? I don't think mine's as structured as that, but let's talk about that when we come back. We need to take a quick break. When we come mm. back from the break, we'll talk more about um, what that looks like in our own lives. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We'll be right back. Hi. I'm Gary Duncan, the executive director of KFUO Radio. We are all impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. All of the KFUO staff is practicing social distancing by working from home offices and temporary home studios. Our promise to you is that we will continue to bring you the word of Christ in our programming and worship services, the clear message that we've been proclaiming since 1924. During this worldwide pandemic, we will continue to share the comfort of Scripture. God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. That's from Psalm 46, 1. Thank you for listening and supporting KFUO Radio. And rest assured that when you turn on the radio, click on our live stream, or download your favorite podcast, we will be here proclaiming Christ for you anytime, anywhere. KFUO.org. On this Monday, April 6th, 2020, KFUO Radio thanks our day sponsor, Doris Mueller of Redbud, Illinois, as she gives thanks for the blessing of her husband, Armand. Doris made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor of her husband, Reverend Armand Mueller, as they celebrate his birthday today. Thank you, Doris and Armand Mueller, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsors. Websites selling binary options claim they are low-cost, high-reward investments. What they don't tell you is that binary options are high-risk bets where the odds are stacked against you, that withdrawing money is often almost impossible, and the representatives will contact you with intense sales tactics or even threats. Protect yourself. Don't let anyone pressure you into making investments or quick decisions. Visit MissouriProtectsInvestors.com to learn more. Paid for by the Missouri Secretary of State's Investor Education and Protection Fund. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are in Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman talking about gratitude today. Before we went to the break, Heidi, you were talking about some of the things, uh, asking what are some of the things that we do to practice gratitude. Um, certainly, the certain uh, the current circumstances have. Uh, have given us more opportunities to slow down, <laughs> to pause, to reflect. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that I have a regular practice 
of gratitude. Uh, I've tried using a daily journal to help with um, keeping myself organized, and one of those journals had a, a, a daily reminder to practice gratitude, just jotting down some things that I was grateful for. But I really appreciate what you've pointed out of starting with the Word. That's where we where, where everything, every good gift comes from God. So starting with the Word uh, and then reflecting on that as we, we think about those things that we're grateful for. I did find myself yesterday... Um, literally just looking out the window um, and, and spending some time grateful, being grateful for what God has provided for us in the midst of all this. So um, I don't know, Sarah, what, I'll hand it over to you. What do you think? What are some of the ways that, that you found yourself practicing gratitude? I think I'm also not that horribly structured. Uh, maybe it would be helpful if I were, uh, but I know um, you know, there's been a lot of hard times in the last few weeks. Yesterday was not an easy day for several reasons, but um, being able to move through the those feelings of anxiety by um, intentionally thinking of things that I'm thankful for, thinking of things that, that uh, maybe are, fall under that hashtag blessed category, um, but knowing that those things also come from God and that... Um, you know, there are silver linings on this um, and and they may not be silver linings for me. You know, I might be going through a rough time, but because of maybe something I had to sacrifice, someone else may be benefiting. Um, And and just being intentional with thinking through every day things that um, that I have that I can be thankful for um, and 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 thanking God for them, too. Um, And and finding, I think finding joy in small things, we've talked about this before, um, knowing or, or understanding and, and recognizing the things that we have in our daily lives. Uh, I don't know, first article gifts, the, the small things in our lives that, uh, that do bring you joy and that do make you thankful. Um, like, I mean, we were joking before the show, like coffee, <laughs> but coffee, mm-hmm. I am th- very thankful for coffee and the rose bush that I have. And, you know, my husband that takes care of me and my faithful pastor. And when you think of all those things that surround you, um, that, that you can be thankful for, it, it definitely helps you move through all of the anxious moments. Mm-hmm. Heidi, what are your ideas? Yeah, I really appreciate how you connected that gratitude does impact our anxiety. And we, in Mm -hmm. fact, know from scientific research that it is an antidote for anxiety. And I think that's no doubt why God did intentionally create us like that and then talks about that in the word, how when he meets anxiety, when we see, especially in the gospels, Jesus meeting anxiety, we see him talking about joy and gratitude and the things that he brings into our lives and his faithfulness. So I think that's really helpful. I appreciate that you brought that up. So a couple more things. One thing you talked about with food and coffee, and I know that's not the only small <laughs> thing you're fa- thankful for, but it is a big piece of what we can be really grateful for right now, especially in quarantine. I see a lot of people baking or the fact that school districts are offering lunches for families. And there's just a lot of gratitude I think we can express around those very basic everyday things of getting the food and the nutrients that we need. And so one helpful thing is to sit with your food longer and recognize all five senses while you're eating it. And so this is an idea from Dr. John Eckridge uh, with Grace Place Wellness. And I learned it from him a really long time ago, but taking the time when you sit down with your food 
to taste it, to really taste it. You know, how often do we do that? Instead, we woof it down or we usually are running around in our lives and we're like carrying our food with us <laughs> in our car. And I just took a a class for getting a speeding ticket. Um, and they, <laughs> and they made me take this class. And one of the things was like, do not eat in the car. And I'm like, Oh man, like that's probably half the reason I was speeding half the time. Cause I'm trying to get to the next thing. And so sitting with our food and giving thanks to God for each of the senses, you know, what does it smell like? Thank you God for that. And, um, just taking the time, it feels really weird. And I get that. Like usually the things that we talk about in mental health world that will help Help you sound a little kooky the first time you try it, but engage in it. Try to just do it for 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever, and just see how your perspective changes a little bit and what God is working in that. Another idea, especially at this time, is to send someone an Easter card. Just send someone a reminder that you're thankful for them. There is no better time than now to encourage someone else. And our gratitude does that just as anxiety is one of the most contagious emotions. So is gratitude. It's a very contagious. And I think that's how the body of Christ in particular is designed to share to one another. I had the opportunity just yesterday, um, a friend had shared on social media that uh, they were because they're alone. They were just really wrestling with the with the current situation and and really struggling with anxiety. And just to to be able to chat with them and uh, share with them, yeah, this is <laughs> this is really difficult. And uh, I'm sorry that that you're going through this. Um, you know that you have to stay by yourself during this and. Uh, not necessarily saying, oh, you should be grateful that you're still alive or things like that. But, uh, but just, Please do not. Right. Right. But just just to say, wow, I, you know, I, I, I thought about this the other day, like what this would be like. How would my perspective be different? Were I single living by myself? How would how would I think about this? How would I perceive this whole thing? And I'm sure that my perspective would be quite different. So just to be able to, to listen uh, to this friend and hear what they were saying um and and not to, to to have any judgment but to like but just to 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 say yeah i'm sorry that that really does stink um but uh, we're not without hope either so to, to be mm -hmm. able to share that too i was able to share we're not without hope okay i'll hand you... it back to you now that i've gone on and on no, that was so good because you bring up one of the most important things with gratitude that we started with and we're coming back to is that there is a place for sharing what you don't feel grateful for, saying that out loud to God. He invites us to do that. And we should have some safe relationships in our life also where we can do that. And your friend knew that you were a safe relationship to say, I, you know, this is a hard thing for me. And to be vulnerable enough to share where we don't have gratitude. That's part of growth. That's part of the affliction of humankind and brokenness. It's a good thing to engage in. And so back to the dualities of mental health, which we've talked about for months on end now, is we can be grateful and ungrateful at the same time. That's how we will exist this side of heaven before Jesus returns again to some degree. And so I would encourage our listeners to engage in that. So say something 
you're not grateful for in your prayers to God or write them in a journal like you suggested and then follow that up with something that you're grateful for. And that might be within the same realm. It might be completely different, but it's okay to recognize both at the same time. And I think that's one thing that's different from culture, right? We live in a paradigm where it's either or, and God tells us that's not true because he sent Jesus. And so we live in imperfection while we live in perfection. We live in now and we live in not yet. And so we live in these places of duality. And so please engage in sharing with God and sharing with your close friends and family what you are struggling with. And then also engaging in gratitude at the same time. That's a good place to be with God. Do you think that recognizing those things that I don't like, it can change my perspective from, yeah, I don't like them, but I'm still grateful for them. You know, there are things <laughs> that I don't like sometimes, like kind of like, you know, we, you know, some people joke about no one actually likes running while they're running. It's not until they're, they're done running <laughs> that they actually are grateful for it. But uh, do you yeah. think just acknowledging those things that I don't like that um, mm -hmm. in, in time I will, uh, while I lament them, I'm grateful for them. Yeah, it's part of the healing process that God gives. I think it's the way that he works in us is by revelation. You know, he reveals himself to us. And as we reveal things inside of ourselves and put them out in the light between us and God and between us and his people, we are going to have a different perspective. That's the Holy Spirit at work. And this time, more than any other time, we can experience growth in really unique ways because we're put in a situation, whether we like it or not. And so be being honest about that, writing things down, getting them from inside of ourselves to outside of ourselves, that will certainly have a place where gratitude is built when we are meeting with God and talking to him regularly about these things. That's a good point. I really appreciate that. I did forget to mention that one other thing that I do that helps with gratitude is just praying the catechism daily, just the, the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. Uh, sometimes those are, are helpful things that, that set my mind and in a direction that, <clears throat> that helped me be appreciative of and grateful for the things that, that God has provided. We have just like 10 seconds left. Uh, so great thoughts on gratitude today. What are we looking at next week? Next week, we're going to talk about the concept of FOMO and JOMO, which if the listener doesn't know what that is, uh, look it up. It's going to be fun. I love a good acronym as much as the next person, but it's always helpful when those things are described. We don't have time to do that. So go Google FOMO and JOMO and find out about what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> Deacon and Heidi Gaiman, thanks so much for joining us for the Coffee Hour this morning and Mental Health Monday. Thanks for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.